0: Well, come back. Another Scottish Football podcast. And we're almost at the time of a vaccine, which is just as well because it's time for a wee rest from the actual proper league action and all the European action um, for a bit of international action. Uh, Europa League just passed. Anthony Maguire is with me north of the river. How are you this evening, Antonio?
1: I'm very well, Richard. How are you, mate? Hanging in there. Hanging, Hanging in, in there, there, I know. Yes. Um, yes, yeah, good news about Pfizer, um potential for a, a new vaccine, ninety percent effectiveness apparently. So we'll obviously as both in the the medical field we will be uh looking closely at that in due course. But um Definitely I've just not. seen
0: something lovely on Twitter. Actually, um, yeah. uh, it's it's uh, it's my namesake, Colm Tobin, uh, who is a, a Dublin-based writer, and he just said that you just know that Pfizer had a vaccine news last week, but they weren't inclined to release it until the old orange hoop was dumped out of the office first. <laughs> you got <laughs> Well, you got to love scientists because <laughs> he loved the scientists. Let's face it.
1: Well, I was just going to say it's not the first time that Pfizer's helped give people a hard prick. But
0: uh, <laughs> hey, boom, boom. All right, enough, enough of the enough of the
1: medical. Jab. And jokes, where it's a we're a Scottish football podcast, so let's get on right, with it. Okay, okay, okay.
0: So Europa League, we were there last week. It was uh, it was a, a mixed bag. I think it's fair to say Rangers almost taking the points in uh, in in Lisbon, and Alfredo Morelos can pass a ball too. Who knew?
1: Who knew? And 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 in doing so, storing, it also surpassed uh, Alan McCoy's record for number of goals in. Europe. So 22 goals for Alfredo Morales. Congratulations. New Rangers record, which will probably take some beating, I would imagine. Um, but, amazing. I, didn't, uh, I had
0: 22 goals already. Mm, that mm, is astounding. Mm, yeah, mm,
1: absolutely. And I mean, one of those games where you know, ended 3 0 with Benfica away. I mean, I still think, you know, again, much like Celtic with Lille the week before, had you asked any Rangers supporter or, or Celtic sport beforehand to take the draw? Away from home every day of the week, particularly against the team that's you know potentially going to be top of the top of the group, and um, and one of those ones where you're you know you're you're three one up within the 50th, fifty first minute, and then you manage to lose a couple of late goals, and it just again it's just that bit of a sickness and I, and I suppose the the fact that playing against ten men as well uh, with Nicholas Otamendi getting sent off on the nineteenth
0: minute. Um, Which was fair dues, by the way. I thought I saw that. In, yeah. like, you know, this kind of on. hole, saw all my hands up, no contact, blah blah blah. But you know, uh, that was that was I was a professional foul.
1: So it's one. It's one of those ones where, like I said, a point away from home, you you definitely take it, especially when you're playing against the team that's trying to be vying for that top spot in your group. But I think you know, CVG, he was sort of not too. Disheartened by it, and he's you know a little bit upset at the time, but he said, "Look, in a couple of days' time, we'll realise that we did a lot of good things, and you know we'll learn learn from it." And, and I guess you know we will we'll talk about Rangers in the league a bit later, but you know if they're ever ever going to slip up and concede two late goals, you know this was the you know this was the ideal time to do it, sort of thing. That didn't really hasn't damaged them too much in
0: terms of their their Europa League campaign. So in any way, Celtic absolutely smashed at Celtic <sighs> Park. Were they playing a back three or a back four? I don't know. I don't think they knew. And yes, just a really... Really hopeless defensive display. Moy el one of the bright spots. Uh, Neil Lennon getting ripped into them after the game. Any thoughts? I mean, I, he did say that he thought there was a couple of people that were lacking application. I have my own thoughts about that yourself.
1: Oh, I just, th- I, like you say, I think they were a little bit disorganised. Um, he sort of implied that you know there was a, maybe a bit of arrogance in the Celtic squad just in terms of, our oh, Sparta we will beat them at home, no worries. But... You know, I think there was only one team with the application and desire to win that football match, and it was Spartak. And this is on a team who's not playing in the league at the moment; they're just training sporadically. Basically, um, they've had two, you know, not so great results already in the Europa League, and they've absolutely come over to Scotland and 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 smashed the smashed the champions. So, um, yeah, so that was that was on the back of me saying, don't panic. Like you know, Celtic, you know, turning our <laughs> corner, blah blah blah. You know, <laughs> they look,
0: get absolutely ripped in, and I think that's the thing about it: is the aggression all over the park from um, from from Spartak was 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 actually exceptional, and and they really did get ripped in. They were they were hemmed back for a little bit at the beginning of the second half, and I think that um, you know that reflected the fact that um, Tom Rogic's ball retention was probably a little bit better, and Lee Griffiths was up for it. But yeah, beyond that, Celtic were hopeless.
1: Well, I mean, you get the get it back to two one, and then they can't can't sustain that to any sort of pressure before conceding the third goal, which by all counts was criminal, and um, and then that's you, and then you 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 concede the late one pushing for pushing to try to score our goal, so the three one four one, it doesn't really matter. Game's over,
0: but um, yeah, no, very, very, I, I very just very think bad. it was a dreadful de- defensive display. I mean, yeah. the, the, you know, the, even even at two one. Um, in a competitive European tie, you don't leave you know two or three guys at the back with with your know, three or four attackers. You know, I think Slavia, uh, sorry, Sparta Prague, uh, they picked off Celtic beautifully, and and they knew that you know, they're going to probably have to push up a little bit, but you know they just left themselves so thin at the back. Listen, Neil Lennon and the back three thing is not working, and I think that he has to learn that sooner rather than later. He just doesn't have the personnel at the moment. He might have thought on paper at the beginning of the season. That it was going to work, but you know Shane Duffy has really not been at the races. Uh, they really miss Big Chris Julian in a in a number of ways. They miss his presence. They miss his personality. They miss his will to win. I mean, he is a winner, um, and and I actually think that, that they are they are they are you know. It, it, the, the only time that I've seen a Celtic defence or well, two Celtic defences worse than this uh, were the days of Tony Mowbray, who apparently was much lamented by the Celtic support. I don't know why. Tony Mowbray and Mark McNally, who were if, if essentially two pillars of the Red Road Flats just waiting to be demolished. And uh, and then the, the other was when we had Bombskier Boyata, who was, uh, you know, a, a, an accident waiting to happen and is, and is uh, fulfilling that prophecy at Hertha Berlin on a regular basis.
1: Well, given we're talking about Celtic now, we may as well go on to the their league game against Motherwell. So they did obviously a lot of pressure put on Neil Lennon on the squad. Um Neil Lennon didn't um didn't pull his punches on uh, after the Europa League nat- match. He put it firmly on the players and says, Look, I've been sticking up for them up until now. I've had enough. I'm not I'm not uh I'm not not ready do anymore. And uh, as the commentator said, it was uh, Mo El-Inussi who answered the call. With uh, a hat trick, and uh, <laughs> he um, after chopping some stick for pulling out his mobile phone on the bench on uh, on Thursday night, um, yeah, I, obviously a point to prove, and uh, scores some absolutely you know some a couple of tap-ins like Tom Rodez setting them up really well, but the third goal for me was absolutely sublime. I mean, he seemed to just hang in the air for like. Uh, what seemed like an eternity um and uh and and drove it home to make it sort of 3-1 and steady the ship because again Celtic were 2-0 they were cruising came out the second half Jekyll and Hyde Celtic Motherwell sort of asserted a bit of dominance put them under pressure for a good 10-15 minutes which culminated in a Declan Gallagher goal from a free kick um good header could the keeper have done better? Could Beaton have done better? Maybe, but still a strong header from Gallagher, who was done his chances of of starting in the Serbia game for Scotland, which we'll talk about a bit later. Um, no harm whatsoever. Um, but I suppose that was where Celtic then responded again, and then El with the with the the third, and then a nice tidy finish
0: from Cham off the bench to make it four one. Moy Linussi I think actually has been probably the brightest I'm I'm surprised that it was anyone that he had to feel that he had to dig himself out of anything there were any number of kind of usual suspects and I think that um, that you're long overdue um, that you're a man from West Ham sat in the stands because he's had a few absolute stinkers Oh, I, um, I, I,
1: Etty uh
0: no no our central defender chap from Delhi oh,
1: oh sorry so Brighton you mean Duffy Shane Duffy
0: oh yeah. sorry sorry I beg your pardon yeah Brighton. <laughs> I knew um,
1: that you knew that um sorry so um just with um with uh, uh Duffy I mean obviously he had to pull him out I mean he was having an absolute mayor um and and the, the disaster performance against Prague so I mean he did the right thing pulling him out beat on Luke Dudes at the back I and mean, he had one. Probably a bit weak for the goal, but otherwise played quite well. And then the other talking point from the match was the horrific tackle by Devante Cole on um, Jeremy Fringpong. How Andrew D'Arne yeah, we did not the get
0: back. Yeah, yeah I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting, but I, I, when we were watching the game the other night, I, I, I didn't see that actually. But was that? A, was it Was it a very late challenge or a high challenge? It was, it
1: was a high challenge in the thigh, uh, studs up. Jumping, yeah, jump, right. lung, lunging, and absolutely nowhere near the ball, and so and, and it wasn't until it wasn't until Frimpong was rolling around on the floor that the referee ran over and and gave Cole a yellow card as a bit of an afterthought. But oh, it's a, it a straight red a day of the week. Um, yeah. I think scans have come back today to say that um, Frimpong doesn't have any ligament damage, which is good news. Um, but interestingly enough, when he came off, El Hameds came on at right back, and it was his. Uh, wonderful cross that set up Iliunisi for the third goal so I think we might see him obviously starting it right back for the next few games uh, uh, coming back from the the International break, and I just think he's he got just, a
0: bit of quality about him. Hatem El he just um, gives that a yeah. bit of
1: still soli- a bit of solidity, yeah. a bit more defensive mindedness. Which I yeah, just think yeah. at the moment, I think that's what Celtic need. I don't think they need too much flourish going forward, they need a little bit more steeliness at the back. And I just think him at right back, it gives that Like so He definitely looks the goods. Um, he's put on several good performances. I think he was probably the only one that would get past Marks against Sparta yeah. Prague as well. Yeah. Um, so I mean you know, to, to come in uh, not really speaking the lingo and uh, doing, doing, doing quite well so
0: Who um, said that you need to speak the lingo in Glasgow like, as well, you know everyone true. just looks <laughs> each other mystified if you come from anywhere other than Glasgow uh, Rangers did very well uh, I have to say that um, my abs- and, 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 and once again I do hope nobody betted the mortgage on the match predictions last weekend I confidently said it out loud twice I think this is the banana skin for Rangers and uh, Hamilton went to Ibrox and got Smashed. Uh they didn't not, they're not even, they they not only did they not even draw, it was a eight-nothing, which is a bit of a doing. Um, Kemar, KR roof, what, what are all these kind of hand signals about in the kind of goal celebrations? You know, I don't oh. get it, the stadium's empty, blah blah blah. Am I missing something? What do I know? Am I like missing him. Street Chat? What's happening, man?
1: No, I've no idea. But um, but right. he, he yeah. was he, he was pretty sharp for his finishes, and I think all yes. the Rangers the Rangers players. It was one of those ones where the Rangers players were on their toes reddit banging the 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 rebounds and the things coming off the post and the cheaper saves the, the Hamilton boys just looked as if they were rooted to the ground, like they're just the yeah. flat-footed and just watching it happen around them. And I mean, I guess it. Yes, four 0 down, five 0 down. I mean, you just feel like the world's against you. But they just. Um, it could have been. It could have been nine or ten as well. I think. Um, what's he? Uh, Penny, see, uh, we, I, the wee man. I, the wee man missed one near the end. Uh, Defoe, He. He should have. Yes. had another one. Yeah.
0: yeah. I see uh, quite a lot of um, Ganny McAllister and how Joe Oribo plays. Um, that kind of driving from midfield and, um, you know, that, they're, they're kind of, they're kind of good forfeiture, kind of tall, um, commanding sort of midfielder. Joe Rebo, I think, added something to Rangers in the last few weeks since he's come back. I think he's, he's a, he's got a presence. Um, he's, he's a, he's a tall guy, um, knows how to handle himself, really, um, really does, very well in terms I think he scored two um against Hamilton but uh, yeah, just just always there and that kind of supporting role in fact almost um overtaking Ryan Kent who we talked about again and again and again because it was really good uh, however one thing we did get right was Aberdeen against Hibbs um and regardless of the battle of the crewnecks and the, and the dugout um I, I'm still dying to know what Ryan Hedges has got underneath that headband is it a bob <laughs> um is it something raster? Well, well, I, uh, anyway, we'll see. I don't soon.
1: think but neither of us, ha- other <coughs> either of us, have to worry about um, fancy haircuts like that, Richard. That's all. It's harsh. harsh.
0: Speak for yourself.
1: It's stunning. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, really good. Into play, Hedges, McCrory, Ferguson to set up right. Absolutely, really nice, neat finish on the five-minute mark. Made it one-nil up, and then oh, Ryan Porteous, one of those ones where he'll. That would give him a sleepless night, but tried to clear the ball and hit off the head of, of I was going to say Derek Ferguson there, Lewis Ferguson, yes, uh, and then it ricochets of the path of Crosgrove. I'm
0: surprised that Lewis Ferguson was still standing. Actually, did you oh, not yeah. think that he could be like like flat in his back? Is it? Cause he sm- I mean, it, it, the ball smacked against his head. It must so it's just quite a, hard.
1: it must just have hit him in the the right the right spot because you've seen those ones where they knock people out, but he just just didn't even flinch really so uh it just sometimes it just hits you in the right spot it's not a problem and other times it's like yeah it, it really sort of knocks you knocks you for six and leaves you a concussions. so um Although, but it,
0: yeah you could also argue that he's got his dad's kind of well i don't know maybe his dad's kind of Intelligence quotient, and actually, and and it doesn't matter how hard I you hit it. it I don't great. mind.
1: I don't <laughs> mind big wee Derek on the radio. He's he's not, he's, he's a good laugh. He he, he likes a
0: blather, likes telling a story. Right. But, uh, but yes, uh, probably not. That. I'll I'll take the lawsuit then. Um, Saint <laughs> <laughs> Johnson against Killy. Danny McNamara. Um, yeah third straight loss for Kilmarnock who yeah, are one one
1: now. one nil, one nil one nil. So I mean, it's, uh, it's narrowest of margins but it doesn't, unfortunately, account for much. Um, yeah, they, they should it could have been one up as well. Kurt Broadfoot hitting the hitting the post. Uh, oh, sorry, the crossbar, I should say, early from a crisp corner. There was another skirmash um, from another corner, and it was foggy as hell. We could, could probably—I was watching the highlights, yes. could barely even make, yeah. make out. I mean, I don't know how yeah. the referee and the players managed it, but um, well, it was—it uh, was pretty. Uh,
0: do you know, that's probably other. one of the reasons that, that the game is actually able still to be played, because um, the when it is as foggy as that, and there's actually a crowd watching, they pretty well have to abandon it because nobody in the crowd can see what's going on. Whereas on the park, because... You know the, yeah, the those levels. sort of controlled yeah. areas are small. It's easier to see. Da da da. They can probably get it completed so I for the as a, as a as a as a spectacle um, from the distance that you're allowed to watch it from. And and we can watch it just as well in Australia as you guys in Scotland. <laughs> um, it, it's not great. Um, But it's still better than watching the linesman's um, head, which happened with the Inverness kind of automatic camera thing that was following (laughs) the ball the other night. Uh, Samir and Dundee United, uh, I actually got bored. I had to switch off because I was bored. Uh, I get the United feed. Um, it, It was foggy. I couldn't see anything. Uh, it, w- it had nil nil written all over it, um, and, it and it ended. Thank goodness, nil nil. Um, but we had predicted a United away win. Um, but good season to see St. back. Good on them, uh, and uh, hopefully they won't be smashed too hard by the whole kind of COVID rule malarkey. You know, as we remarked last week about um, sort of various salary caps and all the rest of it. Ross County against Livingston. Uh, tell me, who's this guy that keeps scoring for Ross County?
1: Uh, Ollie Shaw. So he came off the bench and scored uh, their goal last time around. And then a nice, clever, wee flick on header uh put them in front. And then it was uh, a Mickey Devlin, uh, a, a big slide at the back post from across that sort of made it 1 0. But I think Livingston probably had a couple of chances to shade it. But um actually had 300 fans there. And Ross County actually watching the match it was there on that oh, different tier that- of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, in terms of the uh, Scottish government's uh, yeah, pro- yeah. protocol, um, so yeah. yeah, so that was that was good for them to have a bit of atmosphere, and even the uh, Livingston manager said after the game it was good just to have fans, and even if they were you know not um, not cheering them on, sort of thing, but yeah, again, yeah, a couple of games this week would be a bit patchy, and I think the weather's obviously a bit to do with the fog, you know, when whatnot, but um, I think everyone should probably do with a wee international break just to recharge the batteries and
0: see where we're... I love the fact that Livy have got uh, their centre forwards and it's Jet, like Jet 9. It's it's a great shirt, but um, I mean, mean, it's a couple of honking touches. So uh, I must find out more about him for the next time we have a chat. Um, Okay, so Scotland next week. And I know that you fancy your particular formation so... Tell me a bit about what you think. I know Whoa. we've got a few games coming up and I, yeah. the big one is Serbia because clearly that's a qualifier. Um, I have my own thoughts. I know that Kieran Tierney's fit again um, and there'll be a couple of other options available to Stevie Clark, but he did quite a good job when he had half a battle. And it, it's interesting how now that we've got a bit of a, a dare I say it, sexy game with 90 minutes until we qualify, that everybody's available well you get that don't you but i mean saying that they've been on a good run like they've i think there's
1: like five like five games unbeaten or five wins or something like that so they're on a they are on a good run and that's the thing is as soon as you have a couple of good camps all of a sudden everyone's coming out the woodwork wanting to um wanting to be available ryan fraser's called off which is a big blow because he was a bit of a difference um last time around for some yes, of the matches so a
0: shame. i didn't know that when did that happen
1: um he, he got injured in his last game in newcastle on the weekend right. so he had to pull out and grant hanley um who he also pulled out pulled out he was called into the squads we spoke about it last week and he's um he, he's he's had to call off as well so basically the team i've i've gone with is sort of your. Yeah, your three centre halves: Marshall and Row, McTominay, Gallagher, and I would bring Tierney back in, and it's a bit a bit hard on uh, uh, Andy Andy Considine. But Tierney's playing for Arsenal; he's playing sort of left centre half. For Arsenal, he's you know playing against the world's best players every week. He's fit. You have to start him. It's simple as that. I'd have a which I'm not 100 percent happy about, but he's been playing there, and and he's a Steve Clark favourite, so he'll be starting at right back or right wing back. And then Andy Robertson, the left wing back. You're going to have McGregor and Jack as your holding midfielders. And then I think you'll play McGinn and Armstrong as like a box, so almost like a four in a, in a box in front of two in front of two. And then you'll have Lyndon Dykes up front um, by himself. And uh, that will leave the likes of Christy uh, Griffiths. Uh, Scott McKenna who's probably unlucky to miss out but I just think that he I don't think he played the last camp either so I think Tierney right, just, did, I, yeah. I think Tierney just <laughs> pips, pips him um, and then the likes of Kenny McLean um, and uh, I think that's there's the
0: other one John Fleck he's the other one that's on the, on the bench as well yeah he's always been kind of on the periphery I'm interested that you think that um, Ryan Jack ahead of Christie um, Different
1: players. So I, he 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 likes his two sitting sitting central midfielders, and and Jack and McGregor are his two. They've pretty much played all the big games all through the the. The, all the different permutations that Steve Clark's played so I would be very surprised unless somebody pulls up injured or gets the COVID um, that those two are not starting. McGinn is also a stick on he has to play and that just basically leaves one spot available in the midfield and I think Armstrong's actually playing really well for Southampton at the moment who just went top of the league, and I believe he scored on the weekend as well I don't, don't quote me he on did. that he so, did um, so yes yeah, so I think you've got to ride that you've almost ready to ride That wave, and I just think that he just pips Christie just for the sheer fact that you know all that going on. And the thing with Christie is, you can bring him off the bench, and he will give you that energy if you need it. Um, and the same with Griffiths, like he he might just give you that that goal sneak near the end if you if you need it. But uh, well, Lee good...
0: Griffiths has looked pretty bright when he's come off the bench for for Celtic recently. Lyndon Dyke still acquitting himself very well down with QPR. Um, no, really interesting. I think that's a very fair selection. I think it's very difficult. Uh, I mean, I think Andy Considine. um Probably won't argue with the fact that you know he was drafted in relatively late replacement, but he is and has remained a very confident central defensive, uh, no nonsense kind of guy, a bit like yourself, Antonio. I thought that maybe you were putting yourself in contention. What with your uh, your emerging role over the weekend, and maybe you could share a little bit of that story with us. Well, you survived.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll save that. I'll save that for my final thought, Richard. So I'll, I'll, come, oh. I'll, come, I'll, I'll come. I'll come back to you on that one. But uh, oh, yeah, no, no. no, no yeah. Stevie Clark wasn't. On the phone uh, come Monday morning oh, after my performance on the weekend, unfortunately. I uh, also couldn't yeah. walk on Monday, but that's a whole separate issue. Um, but uh, <laughs> go on. Oh, I was just trying to say, um, I mean, Serbia are no mugs. Um, they've got their COVID issues, but by all accounts, they're going to have a full strength team. They've had a few iffy results. You know, they've, they've drawn home and away Turkey, who are, again, no mugs in, 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 in world football. Um, the uh, Drew all with U- Ukraine at home and they got beat 1-0 by Hungary at home as well so
0: um,
1: so you know so they are they are possible they, they're, they're, they,
0: I, I think it's one of these kind of moments of like you know like Scottish teams talking themselves down right okay so so like Serbia nobody like what well, okay so there's Red Star Belgrade who have qualified for what uh, you know they're their early season kind of qualifiers for um, Europa League or Champions League or whatever um, you know um, their teams, the, the the Serbian squad is is made up of guys who are, Torino, Porto, Eintracht Frankfurt, Lazio, and um, but then you look at the Scottish squad and there is a similar pedigree now. And as you said, Stuart Armstrong, Southampton, now top of the Premiership, here in Tierney, John McGinn, um, Celtic and Rangers are actually a decent team. So they've got you know they've they've got that. To to call on as well, so I think this will be quite an even match. I think Stevie Clark is the big guy. Steve Clark worked with Mourinho. Steve Clark worked with uh, uh, oh my goodness, this is terrible. The big Dutch guy. Uh, Hulot at Chelsea as well so so um so uh, under Hulot has seen loads of like really important guys was, was a team coach with all of these people so he is a very very smart tactician and it would not surprise me if it's all very much um you know backs to the wall and just hang on and then if we can sneak a goal then that'll be grand thank you very much I'm going to take Scotland one 0 in
1: extra time. I just think it's yeah, going yeah. to be they're, they're going to make it. It's 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 not going to be pretty to watch. Um, it's a lovely three forty five a.m. kickoff for people oh. living in Perth, WA. It's um, tremendous. So it's uh it's really going to test me on a Friday morning whether I get up to to watch it. But I feel like I'll give you a shout. <laughs> it's the biggest game, and it's the biggest game in, in since the Italy game back in two thousand and seven. So. They're, um, you know, we're going to get behind them 22 years since the last major tournament. And um, yeah, they're never, they're, you know, you're going to get a better chance than this. Cause Serbia are beatable. You know, it's not, a, you're not talking about a top, like the, the, the top tier echelon of world football. We're, we're in a sort of ballpark that we can compete. So,
0: Fingers said the cross Celtic fan that. who told us the same story about Sparta Prague last week that's, well, okay. that's so yeah. Thursday night yeah, Thursday night Belgrade at the Radzko-Mitic Stadium which is Red Star Belgrade's home ground Scotland also playing Slovakia in Bratislava on Sunday the 15th in one of those other kind of European I can probably qualify for something we've never heard of before type round things and then Wednesday the 18th they're playing against Israel in Netanya just north of Tel Aviv. Um, I think they're doing quite well in that particular part of the qualifying, so it should be an interesting week. Um, what about Slovakia? I think that's um, pretty convincing uh, at home, even though it was only a narrow win.
1: It's hard. These, these games are going to be hard to judge because a lot of mental energy is going to be put into the Serbia game. Um, if, if if we, it's, it goes two ways. Like if you if you beat Serbia and then it's like you wouldn't be surprised if they drop the ball against either Slovakia or Israel, but then get beat by Serbia. And then, you, again, you got to deal with the, the the disappointment of not making another major finals. And then you've got to bounce back three days later for a, a game that might get you in a World Cup in four years' time. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I just, I, I'm not... Yeah, I think it's it's just one of these things where like you know it's, it's a triple header, but really the, the game of photos And Steve Clark's obviously saying that you know the other games are important, and he's focusing on them the minute the derby games finish. But realistically. Um, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not too bothered what, what happens the other two games. Uh, everyone always wants them to beat well, Serbia, Serbia and get, get, get through. But ha- hard to say, and, and and there will be rotations. So, I mean, the strongest team he can put out will go out against Serbia. And then there's usually always two or three changes for the next game just to freshen things up and manage injuries. And club, you know, the the sports scientists, their workloads on players and things like that. So I'm not going to... I'm not trying to stick my neck out on predictions on those, but what was your prediction for the Serbia game, Richard? What's your uh,
0: one similar to 1 0 Scotland with a pretty tight, but I think that they'll that, that play pretty tight, yeah. And that that's my hope and expectation. So I think that Stevie Clark will have it sorted tactically. Um, Scottish League Cup Hearts beat East five three two 3 2 yesterday, so they're into the last 16 of that. Uh, some good games Wraith Rovers 3, Cali Thistle 3, uh, Dundee beat Cove Rangers 3 0. Dundee, um, struggling to get a decent win going in the league Uh, St Johnson Dundee United played out a 0-0 again in Perth but United this time won 4-3 on penalties I wonder if you saw the ball through the fog Uh, Ross County got a win in Elgin uh, winning 4-1 so that's all going to have the shakeout this weekend with it'll be clearer who the quarter final or so the last 16 of the league uh, cup are going to be uh, with Hibbs playing Dundee to finalise that. Anthony final thoughts for the week
1: well, as you alluded to, Richard, I uh, put the boots on for the first time in four years on the weekend. It was a Rossmore City Legends team, and uh, yeah, we're probably using the term "legend" a little bit loosely in my in my case um, <laughs> versus the Chelsea uh, Chelsea Supporters Club. And uh, happy to say that Rossmore's ran away four one winners. Yes, um, I managed to play. Fifty-five to sixty minutes, which was not expected. Unfortunately, uh, one of our central defenders, Big Alex Strindley, uh, twisted his knee in a tackle fifteen minutes in. So, all the best, Alex. I hope you're. I uh, hope you're on the mend. Um, so that that meant I was next cab off the rank. And yeah, needs to say I've not not been able to walk for the last three days. So um, very enjoyable. Great seeing all the lads, and uh, hopefully do it again in twelve months' time
0: because that's how long it's going really to take me to get over <laughs> over at this time. What's your final thought, Richard? <laughs> uh, uh, my final thought is the world is a safer place um, following the um, the South Ayrshire Golf Club owner, Donald Trump, losing the American election. And all I would say to him is, in the Scottish football parallel, that um, when Hearts tried to get a legal challenge against them losing and dropping down, look what happened to them. Um, on that note, I'll be speaking to you next week from Sydney. And I'm very Ooh. excited about that. Hours ahead, I'll be able to see the future.
1: <laughs> well, I'll, I bet I get home from work early then, so you're not like, it's not past midnight before you actually start recording. I'll keep that in mind. Until next well, time. I'll,
0: I'll, <laughs> I'll be able to sing for you. <laughs> Until next time. Cheers, Anthony. All the very best. Cheers, mate. Bye.